0: Uniquely, Uniquely, Uniquely,
1: Uniquely, 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 Hello and welcome to Uniquely Issaquah, a conversation about people, places, and things that make Issaquah so unique. I'm your host, Tim Smith, and on this first episode, we'll be taking a closer look at Issaquah's open space and trail system. Sometimes referred to as Trailhead City, Issaquah features miles of wilderness and urban trails that start right here in our community. Joining us to help take a closer look at these trails in open space is avid outdoorsman and City of Issaquah's open space steward, Matt Meckler. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Tim. First, let's start off and talk about your role with the city. What is a open space steward?
0: Well, my role as open space steward for the City of Issaquah is I basically manage and maintain all of our city open space, which is right around... 1,500 acres of open space that we have throughout just the city limits, and that includes uh, upland areas, wetland areas, uh, our trail system, which has, just within Issaquah, about 15 miles of trails, and I'm, you know, out there working with volunteers, we're planting trees, we're removing invasives, Um, doing some trail maintenance, some cases some trail construction, Um, kind of a little bit of everything if it has to do with our city open space.
1: So open space in the city, is, is most of it passive open space? And if it is, can you kind of explain what passive open space means?
0: Yeah, I would say most of it is passive. Um, basically, it's just there for um, uh, hiking, uh, you know, nature viewing. Uh, there, there, so there's not like a lot of structures. It's not like you're going to a, a, a developed park where there's playgrounds and things like that. It's more uh, natural trails, uh, maybe boardwalks, like I said, viewing areas. Um, just more out in nature is kind of what it all entails. So,
1: inside the city limits itself, about how many trails or hikes do, are there within the city?
0: We actually have quite a few hikes and trails within the city. We have our um, soft trail system, which is which are non-paved, and there's about 15 miles of trails just within the city limits. And then we have also our urban trails, which are paved trails that go along Gilman Boulevard. Um, uh, Maple Street, uh, Juniper Street, Rainier Boulevard, things like that. But just, just hiking trails alone, I, gosh, I would say there's, if you count the urban trails, there's probably 20-plus miles of trails just within the city limits. And then as you go outside the city limits, we have probably hundreds of miles of trails by the time you include all the trails on Tiger Mountain, Cougar Mountain, Squawk Mountain, and then continuing on eastward. So some of these soft trails that are in the city,
1: let's talk about those. Where, where do those take you?
0: Well, it, it, it's pretty neat because you can start pretty much anywhere in downtown Issaquah and and find a trail within a short distance. So we have trails that um, can take you up onto Cougar Mountain. Um, if you were over by Tibbetts Valley Park and you wanted to walk down SR 900 south, um, we have the Bear Ridge Trail, and from that trail... Even though only a portion of it, a small portion, is, is in City of Issaquah, um, that trail will lead you up onto Cougar Mountain, which will then take you to all the whole the whole entire trail system up on Cougar Mountain uh Regional Wildland Park. So again, probably um tens or twenties worth of miles of trail worth up there. Um if you wanted to go up Squawk Mountain, then you could hit um A bunch of trails within the city limits and then hike all of Squawk Mountain and which goes into the state park and some King County lands and then of course we got Tiger Mountain and from there again we have easy trails that are down by Lake Tradition and that are all within the city and then you could go up to the top of Tiger um, Poo Poo Point Um, you could also go over to Grand Ridge take the Grand Ridge Trail which leads to Duthie Hill so from from Issaquah you can you can basically go Pretty much anywhere you want and uh, you know
1: so you basically can literally if you live in the city of Iskwal, walk out your back door and be within a mile or two of a trail that could take you on a day you know take you all day to get to from one end to the other
0: I would say so yeah yeah <laughs> as long as you wanted to hike you know if you want to get real serious and, and even head towards Snoqualmie Pass you could take trails that would eventually tie into each other and and take you all the way that to that distance or up to the pass and, and further
1: well, that's, that's amazing, and I think that is a really unique thing about the city of Issaquah. Let's talk about some of these trails. You know, what are some of the family hikes? You know, they're really family-friendly that you could take maybe young children on that we have here in our community.
0: Well, you know, we have a lot of great trails, just like we were talking about, within walking distance, or if you wanted to do just a short drive up by 90 um, we could go to um, the Lake Tradition Trailhead up there. And from that point, you could do a number of trails that are really all family-friendly. Um, we have the Around the Lake Trail. There's the Bus Trail, Swamp Trail, the Brink Trail, the Big Tree Trail, the Wetlands Trail, and a little bit more difficult would be the Adventure Trail for a family. But all of those are great um, hikes that are you know, all family friendly. What are um, some of the
1: features of those hikes? So like, like the swamp trail. What's What's that one like?
0: Well, the swamp trail is pretty cool because that is a um, it's a short trail has a little bit of elevation, but it allows you to go down and actually view a swamp just right up close and personal. And and it's a fun trail for families because we have a um, kind of a family walk that is called Zoe and the Swamp Monster. So it takes you. Um, there's an interpretive brochure usually at the trailhead, or if not, you can download it from the city website, and um, that brochure will take you through a series of seven interpretive panels that are along that trail, and it's, it talks about Zoe and the swamp monster, and Zoe's a raccoon that is afraid to go into the swamp because there's rumors that there's a monster that lives there, and in the process, Zoe finds out the swamp is actually a really a cool place with a lot of neat wildlife, and it's not so scary after all. But there is a really neat boardwalk that goes through there. The the boardwalk is um, seasonally closed. So like from October 15th to April 15th, it's closed just because it's really wet and it can be slippery. Um, But then after April 15th and all through the summer, the boardwalk's open. So it's a really a fun hike for families to go check out and kind of explore a wetland. And from there, you can link to other trails and make a nice little loop if you wanted to. Mm
1: what are some of the, um, the urban hikes you know like if you don't want to go up in the hills and you just want to walk, stay on the valley floor here within the city what are some of the hikes and what what, what do those offer
0: you know um, a couple really good urban hikes would be the Rainier Trail um, it kind of takes you you could start at 2nd Avenue kind of down by the Isco High School uh, walking north and you would walk by the community center walk by City Hall and then you're heading down towards Gillen Boulevard and so that just kind of allows you to, to see what's in downtown Issaquah you know without having to drive um, you know if you wanted to stop by some restaurants or you know get get something to drink everything is close by um, that leads you down to Gilman Boulevard and from Gilman Boulevard depending on the time of year that you're 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 walking down there um, we have the edible landscape tour down there too so we have fruit trees, and there's berries, and there's just a ton of stuff that if you're there at the right time of year, you could kind of just eat your way down the, the street. And and, um,
1: and the city encourages people to come down and, and literally eat the edible
0: landscape, right? That is correct, yeah. We, we encourage people to come down and, and pick the fruit and enjoy it everything it has to offer.
1: Do you know the story behind that? When did that start? When was the idea of an edible landscape? Was that something that just developed naturally, or was that an actual idea that the city put together?
0: That was an actual idea, and I believe it probably started around 1984, I want to say. I believe the the um, street improvements down on Gilman Boulevard were completed in 1985, and then... Um, so at that time, all the trees, of course, and bushes were really, really small. Um, so there wasn't a lot of fruit in those early years or fruit and berries. But now that it's, you know, however old it is now, what, close to 30 years old, it's a lot of those trees are really mature, and, and you can really um, – Get a lot of fruit, you know, and 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 apples and pears and like I say, blueberries, just about anything down there. And we have again, we have a brochure on our city website that you can kind of look at, and it kind of gives you a, a tour of where to go and what the different plants are and when things are in season. So yeah, that, that's a fun one. Um, another great urban trail that I think is probably my favorite urban trail would be the Pickering Trail, and that trail is over by the Pickering Barn in Costco, and it kind of goes all along Issaquah Creek. Uh, there's a couple viewing areas so you can see the creek. Uh, again, depending on the time of year, you can come over or you can walk the trail and, and see salmon swimming up. You know, there's there's a nesting pair of bald eagles down by the Pickering Barn, so that's kind of fun to watch, especially this time of year in early spring. They're out flying around. Uh, that trail then can either link you to the East Lake Sammamish Trail, which goes all the way to Redmond, um, or you can kind of go the opposite direction and towards Lake Sammamish State Park and tie tie into the state park trail system over there and and if you wanted to walk from downtown issaquah and down rainier trail to the east lake sammamish trail to the pickering trail to the state park that's a great lunchtime walk too if you got that much energy so it's a lot <laughs> that's, of fun that's great that
1: just really sounds like a really fun way to spend a nice afternoon and kind of get the feel of the heart of the city that's really really incredible um what are some of the scenic hikes you know that you know you get up there in tiger and it's really forest you know a lot of dense forests are any hikes that you can just really see some some beautiful views and that sort of thing
0: yeah i would say probably the most scenic hike that's close by is, would be pupu point um and again you can access that from downtown issaquah or if you wanted to drive a little bit south on hobart road there's a parking area down there it, the trail system down there is a little bit steeper but it gets you up to the the view area really quick And and just so you know, that's the area where if you're driving down Hobart Road, or even if you're in downtown Issaquah and you see all the paragliders um, soaring around, Mm -hmm. that's where they take off from. So from that point up there, once you get to the top, you have a great view of downtown Issaquah. You can see towards Seattle, uh, Bellevue. um, And if you're looking at the other view area on the opposite side, you can see Mount Rainier. And it's it's a pretty cool view area. But you're absolutely right. There are a lot of trees around and a lot of our other hikes. So that's... I would say that's the best viewpoint
1: so um what's how how long is that hike up to poo, poo point
0: um you know if you go down on hobart road and park at that trailhead i th- i think i'd have to look this up though i think it's only about a mile and a half up to poopoo poo point itself but like i say it's very very steep wow, so that, that
1: must be a real steep incline
0: yeah it's, it's a you want to make sure you're wearing good sturdy boots and you know are prepared for a steep climb um, if you wanted to make a little bit longer hike, you could start be at the high school or even at the community center and walk down the Rainier Trail, go up to the high school trail, and then take the Poo Poo Point Trail. And I believe that is around four miles. It's a little bit more gradual, takes you a little bit through some more forests, but it's definitely a little bit longer hike, um, especially round trip. So, but it's, you know, there's there's a couple different ways to get there.
1: Oh, that's great. So, uh, with all these different types, of hikes that are surround us um what are some of the better times of the year to take specific hikes i know that we have some some color change we get you know fall colors is there is there times where it's safer we also have you know wild animals out in our The surrounding areas is there something that is there anything that people should be concerned or or precautions people should take so they don't run into a cougar on cougar mountain (laughs) or a tiger on tiger mountain so to speak um that kind of
0: stuff well yeah um you know i think just about any time of year is a good time to hike around issaquah it's it's it totally depends on what you're up for you know if you're if you're looking for less people out on the trail um less crowded trail conditions maybe fall winter is a better time to go you know there's there's not as many leaves on the trees you can see more of the kind of natural i guess surroundings or hillsides um, with with less vegetation cover Um, and like you mentioned fall color we do have some pretty nice fall color uh, depending on how our summer and fall is going Um, so that that can be a lot of fun especially about lake tradition um you know, springtime's a great time to go hiking, too, up up around all of our trails. We have a lot of uh, uh, native wildflowers that are blooming right now. We have the trilliums and bleeding hearts, and it's just it's just always refreshing to get out after a long winter and, you know, get out in the woods and, and check those things out. Uh, wintertime, that's, you know, I, like I said, pretty much any time of year is great. Wintertime's fun, especially if you're on those cold, crisp days, and and if things are frozen, you get some really neat ice features forming in the creeks and you know ponds and and a couple of the lakes that we have in Issaquah, and and like you mentioned, we do actually have quite a bit of wildlife around Issaquah, um, which is really really neat. And I think it's something that people when they when they get to see wildlife, you know, they should be pretty excited about it. You know, it's we have we do have cougars, we do have bears, bobcat, coyotes, a lot of deer, um, and then we have lots of different types of bird species. And, um, you know, when you, when you get to see something like that, it's pretty exciting. You just want to make sure, you know, especially if you see a bear or something like that, that you you always leave an out for the animal. You don't want to go chasing after it or try to corner it or, you know, you can... It's good to observe them, but you want to let them be and not, you know, chase them around or anything like that. But it's it's pretty exciting to see that stuff, just so close to Issaquah. Yeah,
1: that's, that's... It is amazing that there is so much natural, you know, you know I mean, so much wildlife just... At, our back door really you know I know that um, in the last year or so the city of Issaquah's place or you um, have placed some wildlife cameras around our community and I kind of wanted to talk about those wildlife cameras because I've seen a lot of the footage and it's really amazing to see the cougars and the bobcats and the bears and beavers and squirrels even squirrels just playing around in the forest it's just they're really really neat footage what was the idea behind getting these these wildlife cameras out there, and um, and wh- why is it important for these people to see you know see this kind of footage out there?
0: Well, it's it's kind of funny because when I, you know, I, I as my job I'm out in the field, you know, probably ninety percent of the time, and believe it or not, I don't really see that much wildlife when I'm out in the field. But I know it's there. Um, you know, I, I always see deer things like that around. But um, it was kind of more of of something i wanted just to see what was out there and be able to share those types of things with our citizens Um, so it started just as with one camera uh, i found a really good animal trail that looked like it was just a deer trail because there was deer tracks on it so i thought well i'll set the camera up here and we'll just kind of see what type of wildlife is out here and i knew there was going to be deer out there well it was a it was a interesting learning lesson for me because i learned that like humans um animals like to take trails too and you know if it's if it's hiking trails or their own game trails um pretty much everything uses an animal trail so the first camera i set out you know obviously there was a deer on it and then i i observed bears coyotes bobcats raccoons possums um pretty much everything so once i started getting those those videos or still images then it was uh kind of a learning experience and i like i said it was a good thing Um, uh, learn to learn for me and then um, then be able to share those with the city which are now placed on the city website and you know because I think uh, a lot of the public like me they don't get to see what's actually sharing our open space so it's it's been fun to be able to do that
1: that 's great that 's great and i I tell you just for the audience if you haven 't seen those videos they, are, they they are short, but they are kind of engaging they 've done really well on the city 's YouTube channel. just a little quick thirty seconds of a of a, of a bobcat walk, scratching on a tree it 's just amazing how how engaging watching wildlife in their natural habitat just out your back doors it 's really fun um, you know I was ta- you know I was thinking about we hear about open space, and the city really um, has put an enner- uh, effort about getting a lot of open space. And we talked about it being passive, but I guess my question is, in some of these open spaces, is there an opportunity to walk on that open space and get to the edge of the creek and look around? Um, or is it really just kind of like, this, this is the, the natural habitat that we're trying to preserve for you know, generations to come, or is it a
0: combination of both? Is, is, how is the open space kind of kept for the city? again that's a that's another great question um it's it's kind of both you know it is all public property so it is accessible to to the public um some of our open space does have uh trail systems through it so uh, for instance we have um squawk valley park and um just kind of north of the main developed park uh is, a, is an area where we did a big creek restoration project and we tried to um, enhance the creek there, provide more habitat for salmon and wildlife. But as part of that project, we also built like a trail system too. So it's a it's a really easy flat trail, and um, it goes to some viewing areas that you can see the creek. Um, you know, we encourage people to stay on the trail, and not you know go walking through the wetlands and things like that, because there are areas that are sensitive that we try to keep people out. You know, like like wetlands or or maybe a steep slope, things like that. Um, but I, I would say probably most of our open spaces, you know, we encourage people to go check it out and, and explore. And and it all depends how adventurous you are. You know, if you want to just go on the trails, that's great. And for the most part, we encourage that. Um, but we do have areas like down by Lake Sammamish Park, we have what's called Sammamish Cove Park. And that's just kind of a big grassy area. So if you wanted to walk out there and, and it's a great place to go bird watching, actually. There's a, there's a huge variety of birds down there. So, if you wanted to kind of go out there, there's no real formalized trail, but you could definitely walk out there and check things out. And um, again, depending on time of year, this, this time of year the grass is getting pretty tall. But if you went like in early spring or something like that, it's pretty easy to walk around out there and explore. Um, you know, speaking of bird watching, you know, I'm just going to jump
1: subjects really quick. You know, there's a lot of people that go, like to go out and they like to photograph uh, wildlife and especially birds, is, is there specific areas or trails where you might see something unique or that you might promote to local nature photographers that they could go out and get some great scenery shots? Of course, we talked about Poo Poo Point, and, and I've been up there and got some footage in the past, and it is amazing from up there uh, on a clear day you can see everywhere yeah uh but what about wildlife what about you know uh are there any specific trails or areas where you might get a blue heron or or see a woodpecker or or a chance to catch a deer maybe if you if you were patient and quiet enough i mean are there certain areas
0: yeah you betcha. um i i talked about a little bit earlier the pickering trail pickering trail is a great spot because um you are going along the creek for quite a distance and it's a great place to see blue herons. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there's the bald eagle nest down there. So especially this time of year in the spring, they're really active right now. So if you go down there, you can see the bald eagles flying around. There's also some ospreys. We have actually a nesting pair of ospreys at Tibbetts Valley Park um, up on one of the light poles down there. So if you just wanted to drive someplace and park in the parking lot and basically walk just a few feet you'd you'd have a great area to um see nesting osprey in the spring and early summer you know if you wanted to not really be in the city and you wanted to be out more in the woods and experience some wildlife um again the lake tradition plateau is a great place to go and there are two lakes up there there's uh, tradition lake and there's round lake and both of those have a lot of waterfowl um we actually have some wood ducks i've seen up at um, round lake and i'm sure there's probably some uh, lake tradition too i just have haven't seen them there Um, so those are great places to see a lot of different types of waterfowl or you know even deer I've, i've seen deer up at lake tradition um, I i usually get a few phone calls every year from people who spot a bear or something up there as they're hiking, too. So, you know, you have a chance to see something a little bit bigger and a little bit more exciting, too, up up in that area. But again, it, you know, if you were to go up on Squawk Mountain or Cougar Mountain, you'd probably have all those same opportunities. So, there's a lot of wildlife around to view. And then, of course, in the fall when the salmon are running, then if you want to come view salmon, we have lots of great places to to view salmon at you know again the Pickering Trail or even if you just did any of the street crossings that cross over Issaquah Creek you can stand there and watch salmon come up which is pretty fun that's that's amazing
1: well this has been really good is there anything else you'd like to say you know to people that might be listening to this about our trail system here in Issaquah and about getting outdoors and enjoying all these assets anything you want to add
0: Well, I think, um, you know, one thing I forgot to mention is if you do go up to Lake Tradition, we actually, you know, I mentioned that we do have the Zoe and the Swamp Monster brochure, which is kind of a self-guided tour. We also have another uh, self-guided tour, which is called the Lake Tradition Forest Walk, and it kind of takes you on the Lake Tradition uh, trail or, yeah, Lake Tradition kind of shoreline trail, and it connects to the bus trail, and it's a walking trail that has, like, 12 different stations on it and it kind of talks about some of the native plants um geology history of the area and so that's kind of a fun little walk to do and then you know one thing that i think maybe we should talk about too real quick is just some of the trailheads and how to get to where oh you definitely know, yeah on, where you want to park and what you need to at these places where you park at um, probably the most popular trailhead is the Tradition Plateau Trailhead, which is right off of I-90, uh, off of Exit 20. And that, you know, if you're driving eastbound on I-90 and you're driving by on a weekend, be it rainy or sunny, you will see cars parked everywhere up there. That's kind of the main trailhead to Lake Tradition and even Tiger Mountain. Um, if you do go up there and park, you, you want to make sure you have a Discover Pass, which is a state pass that you need. Um, it's required up there. Um, but it gets you right to where the, tr- the main trails are, and there's a restroom facility interpretive brochure or interpretive signage up there, um, kiosks, um, and it's just a great starting point for a lot, of the, a lot of the trails. If you want to depart someplace a little bit further away and get a good cardio on your way up to Lake Tradition, um, the East Lake, or East Lake, the East Sunset Way Trailhead um, is a great place to park too. It fills up pretty quick in the morning, but that'll take you... Basically up to Lake Tradition also, Um, you'd have a pretty steep climb to begin with, but it'll take you right up there, and from there you can go pretty much anywhere up on Tiger Mountain. And if you wanted to even park down by the community center, um, and from there you could access pretty much all the trails on Tiger Mountain too, or even Squawk Mountain for that matter. It's not that far. And from there you could walk up, you know, the Rainier Trail to the High School Trail, which will take you up to the Plateau, or if you wanted to go to Squawk Mountain, you could um, go over to the Squawk Mountain Access Trail, which is just um, a little bit south of the fish hatchery. And that'll take you up on all the trails up on Squawk Mountain, too. So um, those are a couple of the m- uh, main trailheads within towns that are easy, easily mm-hmm. accessible and get you to where you want to go.
1: Is this information on the city website by any chance? Um,
0: a lot of it is, yeah. Like the Lake Tradition Forest Walk, that brochure is on the city website. Zoe in the Swamp Monster brochure is on the city website. Um, I believe if you go and access like our city GIS map system it it has a lot of the trails on there um, to kind of give you a a good idea of where you want to go or So yeah, I would, I would definitely check out the website.
1: Oh yeah, so that's Izaquawah.gov, the city of Isiqua's website. We'll have some of these brochures that you can download and some of these trails. Well, Matt, you know, there's been a wealth of information you've given today, and I really appreciate you being the first person to join me on Uniquely Isiqua. You betcha. Um, and I want to thank everyone who's listening for, join- for joining us on our first episode of Uniquely Isiqua. For more information on upcoming episodes of Uniquely Isiqua, you can like us on Facebook at City of Issaquah, or follow us on Twitter at City of Issaquah. Once again, all this information is at the City of Issaquah website at issaquahwa.gov. Thank you for joining us and listening to Uniquely Issaquah. Stay unique.